afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, we are very excited today. I oh, wonder so excited. Why. why are we excited, Christian? I don't know. We're just really excited to um, come up with another episode for you. And uh, it won't be just Marcus and myself here. We also have a special guest here. Um, if you're just listening by yourself, you want to put your hands together for the one and only Alex Epa Josefa. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's good to be here, boys. Oh, Alex, we love you so, so much. Oh, wow. We, we have Strong to start. really... <laughs> Keep going. We really had to fight to get you in this studio, you know. Um, yeah. We had a lot of uh, push and pull with a couple of guys, oh. with the young and free. <laughs> uh, we had to really push to get you here and... My goodness. I'm so glad that Christian pulled you in. Wow. Oh. Thank you, Marcus. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> that brings it home. Well, that really tough. brings it home. It's tough being in this mansion, um, getting all the way out here to Vaucluse. I appreciate I Vaucluse Studio. We're just renting this place just for the studio. Um, we've been getting a lot of uh, emails in from our millions of listeners. Great. And they were all waiting. What is that email address? Uh, <laughs> 100daypodcast at gmail.com. Oof. Wow. That's the one. Oh, I've, I'm, I'm telling them it's Marcus P at gmail.com. No, that's no. really great. So yeah. this they should email where? 100 day podcast. That's 100 with 100 uh, at gmail.com. Oh, great. fantastic. We that do have good. an email. Yes, I'm going awesome. to send my question. It's the Marcus right P email only for dates. I do not know who <laughs> Marcus P at gmail.com belongs to. It's definitely oh. not me. So. Well, congratulations, Marcus. But he's You're been getting a lot of emails. <laughs> Yes. Um, well, we have been getting a lot of emails. I don't know um, how we received those. <laughs> We've been getting a lot of emails on, um, I guess, they, they, they've wondered, um, and they, they were for you, Alex, because we're talking about Christian. They all knew yeah, I was yeah, coming, yeah, they right? coming. They're like, whoever's your next guest, you should ask them these questions. And they, they talk about the whole creativity and balance as in, like you, and I can I can see how this relates to you because um, you're you're a busy man, you're yeah, a family wow. man, yeah, yeah. you're a man of work, you're a man of ministry, oh. you're a man, man who's of the just, cloth. man of the cloth. That's right. <laughs> um, you're you're musical. We we see you sing on weekends, but what many people don't know is you play the drums <laughs> and the guitar. I really don't know that. And we we really haven't seen any of that yet. But how do you? How do you balance all of these things? Like, do you, do you like wake up in the mornings and write a list? Do you just take them how they come? Like, mm. do you have any, any tips and tricks out there for people who are wondering how, how can I balance my life better? Yeah, big question. Thanks for the question uh, or all the emails out there. Um, <laughs> I would say, to be honest, I probably haven't nailed it. And if anything, the more I um, have conversations with people, the more I realize it seems like balance is a bit of an overrated word. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of each season requires different things and each season is never the same. So it's almost like if we were fighting for balance, it means we need to um, kind of find an equilibrium every maybe three weeks, mm-hmm. three, four weeks. Like say, for example, with you, Marcus, like how do you find balance when your schedule is out two days before you know, it doesn't mean that every time somebody gives you something different that yeah. now your yeah. life is out of balance and now yeah. you're out of whack. No, it's kind of like an understanding, like at least for me, my interpretation more and more has been just the grace for each season. The fact is, is in our church, we have different seasons that require different things. So it's probably being 
obedient to that. If anything, it's me going, okay, am I in a good place? Mm. Is my space, like, is my relationship with God in a healthy place? Mm. Am I loving my family? Do I feel like I'm doing what I'm called to do? And then the places where you kind of realize maybe I've swung too far. So if, say, for example, maybe I've um, probably putting way too much energy to one thing. Mm. You just kind of, one, somehow have a own heart check to go, okay, maybe I'm out of balance there. Just swing it back. More than this constant fight for life going, I need this balance. I need this to be at 50-50 equilibrium yeah. or else my life is in tatters. I don't think it exists. And I don't think it even existed in Jesus's time as well, mm. where it looked like because if I look at Jesus's life, he had um, these crazy like times of being in the desert for like extended periods, and then there's periods where you feel like Jesus was never not around the disciples, not around mm. crowds, not around people. So it seems like each season just required different things. Mm. At least that's what works for me. But I don't nail it yet. Oh. Wow, I, I would say you nail it usually. Oh, like I observe you, not stalk you, because I don't do that. It's a very stuff. generous observation. <laughs> yeah, but uh, ask my wife this. <laughs> she could have a different uh, perspective on it. We have her here right now. Come in, <laughs> yeah, come on over here. Moses. <laughs> okay. So, what do you say? Um, balance. The 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 concept of balance is a myth. I'd say the concept of balance is overrated. Right. As in, we put too much emphasis on it, thus creating this sort of chaos where everybody is searching. Like, it's funny how peop you can tell somebody is in this constant fight for balance. And if anything, it's either people probably go into a, a darker space of throwing them into the, no, I can't do too much or I can't do too much because it'll mess with my balance. Like, we probably hear it more with our generation more than mm. ever where they're like no don't ask me that or don't require that of me because that means it's too much like I know myself I mm. know myself can't handle that much but do you like I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm old enough or know myself well enough to go oh that's too much extra I probably mm. get there and go oh yeah <laughs> I did too much next time I know that right. maybe this isn't the space I function in but I've never yeah. gone and go, I know myself 100%, so I know that's 80%, that's 110 that's mm. going over the meter. Mm. If anything, it's me getting there and being like, okay, I need to adjust for next time, mm. I'm aware. So has it been more like um, trial and error and setting priorities, right, if I'm hearing right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's very good. Mm. One thing I wanted to touch base on um, is because... I got the pleasure of knowing Alex because he got before he got big, you know, like in the whole physically. Oh, I used to be quite thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes. I knew Alex pre hundred kilos uh, days and. <laughs> um, I've always thought you were above two. Uh, no, wow! No, just kidding. Oh, wow. Had to had a kilo bench press. No. We'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was referring to the, the days where we were serving together in youth. Mm -hmm. um, I've always admired the passion that you bring towards our youth ministry. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about how you got involved in that, really. Like, obviously, you were a kid at yeah. some point, but tell us the story. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, first of all, me and, me and Marcus would work together, and Marcus would have the fastest oh. running pace, as in if you walked into, <laughs> um, like, the beauty of youth is that everybody kind of does everything and Marcus would take that to heart. So you'd literally see Marcus sprinting 
up the second or down the stairs into the production office, back to monitors, back to front of house. It was actually quite impressive. I just wanted to tell that story. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I guess I got involved with our youth ministry. I got saved at our church in 2005 mm-hmm. um, in August. My mom and I randomly had like walked in. We'd heard about um, Hillsong Church. And then we kind of stumbled in um, to the service. Literally just before I started, we literally were driving across um, Dank Street and we saw the church and we're like, oh, that's it. On at the right time, right time, right place. Walked in and um, pretty much like heard and um, heard a message that was relevant and like revelation for us because we'd both, grow- my mom had grown up in a traditional church. Her dad was a pastor um, back in Samoa and I'd grown up in church, but very traditional, very um kind of not an active faith building sort of community. So when we came in here and we heard a message that sounded relevant, that sounded like I could actually apply it, um, it brought great revelation for us. And then that Friday, um, I had, so rewind on that Sunday, I'd met Ben Houston, who was the fuel pastor at the time in the city campus. Um, So I met him after church on Sunday and they invited me to um, fuel, which was called 68 at that time, so six to eighth grade, very creative. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so they invited me to there. To be honest, the only reason why I wanted to go initially was because there, it was a sports day. So the theme of the night was a sports team. I was like, yeah, great. I could just wear my rugby outfit from like training on that day, nice. um, which was super fun. And then, um, yeah, really enjoyed it, really loved it. Actually, if I'm being honest, I probably didn't like it for a long while. One, because I never really liked the music, <laughs> which is hilarious saying it now. Um, but the music wasn't, it wasn't that the music was bad. It just wasn't what I heard. So obviously being a little kid who'd heard the same music over and over again, I'm going, oh, I don't like this. It's like, why? It's different. I don't like different. <laughs> um, so then enjoyed that and then found home, found community, found an incredible RDG leader and RDG that kind of was the um, real place of transformation for me as a young person and great place of accountability but then built faith and I believe without the youth ministry I really wouldn't be where I am in terms of being able to find God again being able to ask questions about God and not be vilified for it and then mm. being able to grow my faith in that community and it made all the difference for me when I was in high school so I guess my passion comes from the sense of I want to be able to replicate that for another kid who could have the same story in terms of you don't know God but you can come in our youth ministry and as a result like your life be changed forever and it form your friendships and now I have the greatest friendships and um I met my wife nice. you know obviously at church and and through that so my life is so indebted to God but also as a massive result of what the church has done for me and my family as well mm. very good I guess a question I have um surrounding what you just said was uh um i remember when i first met you and found out how old you were i was actually blown away because you always seem to be not i didn't just always think you're like really old but i always like looked up to you as a leader and so i was i'm just curious um did like the journey of of leadership start for you at some point where you like became aware of like people look look up to me or once you became an RDG leader like do you have a point in your life where you um I guess look back to you and go like oh yeah that's the moment when I realized um 
like it's it's on me i have to take this i think so like i think probably both consciously and subconsciously i remember <clears throat> excuse me i remember being young and then even as like a young islander boy mm-hmm. my mom always instilling in me um so say for example the stereotype is that islanders would play rugby you would just work like labor for the rest of your life and credit to her there's so many of our people who aren't doing that and it's not the actual reality but that was the stereotypes of my mom was always somebody who was like you like that's not you don't have to fulfill that like you can um she pushed us towards our academics pushed us towards excellence pushed us towards thinking different than Mm. our culture so i remember from a from little points at a young age being around my cousins or maybe friends that were all um, Pacific Islander. And I remember at little times feeling like, ah, oh, I don't agree with that. Um, mm. So even those little points of going, maybe I am called to be a little bit different. And then probably later stages um, being in teams, you kind of realize, um, again, those environments where you're like, you kind of realize people are watching you or even people are following you in terms of the smallest of things. Like if... <clears throat> If I'm playing crap in a game um, and there's a couple of us, like you can tell that there's, if three or four players in a game didn't play well, our whole team wouldn't play well. Mm. And like little things you could see in that, not saying I was one of the three or four, I was actually one of the people would follow. But even little things like that, I noticed um, being young and then at a later age, being able to make decisions towards Jesus that was so different from the people I was with. So say, for example, the older you get, were, um, and I was heavily involved in sports and we were traveling, I became very aware of how much my life was speaking to people in terms of things like not drinking, not going out with girls, mm. not bringing girls back to the hotel, not sleeping, all those decisions, making it in the midst of that, I actually became very aware in terms of like I was called to lead, be a leader and not necessarily like it was a flick over. It was just like, oh, I was like, m- my life speaks something. Wow. But I don't know whether it was, it definitely wasn't like a revelation moment of going, mm. I'm a leader now, I'm supposed to. I just knew from a, a certain points in my age going, I know people are like, I know I could look at people and know that their life was speaking to me. So then I replicated that and was like, in my life, people are looking to me in the way mm. I behave, in the way I am, in different things like that. That's so good. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What would you say to someone who is currently serving on whatever capacity and may may not be like playing rugby somewhere, Mm -hmm. but has been serving for a while and maybe doesn't have this awareness of like, wow, like what, what I'm doing, whether it's um, when I'm serving or when it's, when I'm not serving, like it, it actually sets me up to be an example. Mm -hmm. Like how would you encourage someone who maybe, is just going a bit through the rut and isn't having this awareness of like, wow, what, what I'm doing, the way I'm living actually makes a difference. It's mm. a good question. I guess like the, the beauty of it is like kind of what I'm saying is that it's easier than we think. Like Jesus made it so simple to us in terms of the way he lived his life by example. Um, Jesus was exactly who he said he was, mm. like even in the midst of that. And it's not like um, Jesus would often tell you he was the Messiah and who he was, but he wouldn't throw upon people. So I guess if you're in the midst of that season where you don't feel like you caught to leadership, I would always encourage you, one, like 
honor the season that you're in mm. in terms so of good. it's not like god is saying in in six months then i'll really call you to be an example of life you know yeah. what i mean it's not it's not the reality of the god we serve the god we serve mm. is someone who says in the midst of what you're going through and mm. the season that you're in that i'm there with you he promises to be with us but then i'd encourage you to push through on the things that you are passionate about so say for example if you are um serving in an area you don't particularly like or there's a person that you look to and quite admire and go I would love my leadership to to look like that I would say be it before you ask like we always talk about it within our like our church culture but be it before you ask be the change like there's often I would say there's this guy shout out um <laughs> like um Nathan Sandercock who, oh, yeah. who serves on. in our what team he's, he's amazing and um he'd be the ultimate example of being that person before anybody would ask you because now there's spaces where we go like what would we do without a nathan like mm-hmm. he's he's incredibly gifted in what he does yeah but it's literally because it's not like he waited till somebody asked him mm-hmm. to to do that but the more you see it and the more somebody's gifting is quite hard to miss mm-hmm. in that way and i and i say that in mind not to be like show your gift show what you can do and prove it but there is a sense of be that before anybody asks you to. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're responsible to God before we're responsible to anybody else. Mm, that's right. So if God has gifted us with something or if he's given us something to be steward and be faithful with, I think our mindset needs to change in going, God, I want to be fruitful with this because you've called me to, mm, yeah. not so I can necessarily find um, a value or um, like more confirmation in what you're given and i understand like it's human like it's human and it's innate within all of us to have a desire for that but i think if that's the first place that you kind of go to it's hard to get the other other stuff wrong it Mm. gets tricky when it's the other way around Mm. and then you find yourself exhausted because you're kind of striving in your own or pushing something within your own strength Mm. i love that very much and i've got probably another 100 questions for you that we will Asking later and podcast. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm looking forward I'll come to. another time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll love to have you back again. Great. Thanks very much for being here. No worries. Well, thank you for listening. Um, thanks again, Alex, for coming in. We always appreciate you. No You're a pillar in our lives and in our church. Thanks, guys. Um, very kind. Mm. Very kind. <laughs> very kind. And we'll see you in the next podcast. All right, bye. Later, boys. <laughs>